Hi, my name is Jonathan Darty, and I'm the founder of Gateway to Freedom, and I used to be addicted to porn and sex. Gateway to Freedom is our workshop for men who want to overcome any kind of sexual struggle or stronghold. It's conducted over three days in a safe, private setting with professional counselors and experts in dealing with sexual brokenness issues. Now, space at each workshop is limited to ensure the highest quality of personal attention. And the workshop is available throughout the year in several locations around the United States. Hundreds of men over the years have found hope and healing through Gateway to Freedom, and I believe you can too. Our next workshop is coming up December 6th through the 8th in Texas. You can register by calling 1-800-49-PURITY, that's 1-800-497-8748, or by visiting BeBroken.com. Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad that you've decided to join us today. My name is Jonathan, and of course, I've got my friend Stephen Cervantes here. So, how are you doing? I am blessed today and glad to be here. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. We're coming to the end of another year, and I was just, wow. I was having the thought the other day as I was driving. Every now and then, I have like these morbid, you know, uh, end of life thoughts <laughs> where, I, where, I, where I go, oh man, how much? How many more Christmases do I have left? You know, because oh, it's kind of like an interesting. Thought. You realize every year you're getting, wow. you know, you're, you're getting less Christmases, you know, <laughs> towards the end, and you don't know how many there are left, right? Oh, so it's true. Anyway, that for for that pick me up, listeners. <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna kick off this uh, week's That's episode. Um, you know, we did a we did a broadcast recently where we were talking about the the three things that we know about every single sex addict that we've met and and that are out there and. And uh, those were the issue that, number one, uh, you, you don't like yourself. Number two, you have a weak marriage or weak relationships. And number three, you've got an emotionally stunted system or an emotionally underdeveloped system. And so we, we had to kind of wrap that session up and not really get to, okay, what do you do about that? How do you actually uh, respond to that? How do you, how do you grow? And so this uh, episode is going to be really trying to kind of unpack that, right? What do we Good. do? So I'm going to pass it off to you, Steve, and you tell us where we're going to go. So I don't know why I make lists in my head, and I come up with one, two, three, four, and and two of these and five of those, but that's sort of how I think as I go along. And and I really think God gives me little templates, and it and, and it's helpful. You've told me before that you, you literally have like <laughs> papers on your wall in your house so that when you wake up in the middle of the night, you can write ideas I and got stuff. a giant tablet with sticky. It looks like a little sticky, but they make big ones that you can stick on the wall. I have <laughs> markers awesome. right there. And so I'll, I'll be working on this problem in my head, and then God will give it to me at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock, and it's like, I have to go write it down right now because tomorrow morning it's gone. Now, have you ever woken up the next day and it's just totally doesn't make any sense? <laughs> no, 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 because as I'm sitting there writing and writing, write everything you can think, write it, write it, write it all, because I know in the morning it's like, I had this oh, thought yeah. last night. It'll be like a dream. What then, was right? it? Yeah. And it was like gone. Yeah. And then I, I forgot, can you send it back, please? Send it back when I'm awake and I whatever. So there, if you look at my door, there's 10 sheets of yellow giant tablets stuck on top of each other and the fresh one's ready to go That's for good. the new material. That's good. So I have four points on what you need to do to grow. So number one is reclaim your innocence. Mm. So think about how you started. Think about how you were made. 
you know, think about six-year-olds and seven-year-olds and eight and ten-year-olds. Think about boys that climb trees and, and play war and go hunting and crawl in the grass. And girls and, that dress up as princesses. There you go, and, and yeah. spin and twirl yeah. and chase butterflies. and go. We used to go down the creek and get frog eggs, you know, and we just spend hours yeah. splashing in the water playing and, and now just let's, being light and free think, and discovering. I think it's such a... a a strategic word that you're using here, innocence. You know, you told me one time you went up into up to Washington State to speak at a at a church or something, right. and and you it was a group of men you were talking speaking with, right? And Gosh. you 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 said this type of an idea of we were made to be innocent, yeah. and you said like half the room laughed, thinking you're making a joke, right? That's right. And, That's exactly and right. How did you respond to that? Like, what was that? I like was to shocked hear? because half of them got it and kind of gasped. And the other half, ah, 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 and then they realized that's not was, a joke. It was right? like yeah. a short little, and everybody got quiet. Then I said, "No, no, no! Think about how you were made, really, in the mm-hmm. beginning." You know, because as you're saying that too, I think one of the other words that comes to my mind when I think about this idea of innocence is, especially when you're talking about children, is isn't there just such a sense of wonder? Yes, absolutely. Like everything in life is like the an adventure. and is an adventure, right? And all you need is a backyard. The whole world is exactly, a backyard, yeah. right? And then as you get older, it's like a neighborhood. Mm. Went around the neighborhood. Went, you know, I was walking the other day, and I met this guy, and, and it's in a part of town that's still uh, less developed. And he was talking about his dad owned this farm here. And now there's hiking trails on it and the public goes through it. And, and a park bought, the city bought part of it. And he goes, yeah, we used to run these hills. And man, we were out in the, in the mountains when we were in these little hills around town. Mm-hmm. And you could just hear him, you know, just back in childhood, just light, free. The world is, is out there to be discovered, explored, whether it's the river or whether you're digging in the dirt, whether you're climbing a tree, you're mm-hmm. sort of simple and you just don't know. You only know how to enjoy the moment and be present. Mm -hmm. And then think about what's happened to us. I mean, hard things have happened, and we've been scarred and marred and hindered and and spoken terribly about and over and and into. So let's talk about this, because you said that this first thing is reclaim your innocence. So how do we go about doing that when we've been marred and scarred and and all those types of things? Well, I think... I think the whole idea that you got to get the vision first before you do anything, right? You have to get the vision clear. And and we were talking before we went on about the problem. You have to know what the problem is before the solution becomes more obvious. Right. Okay. So a lot of the guys we're talking to are, are well, a lot of the people, wives and husbands are damaged people, Right. And they picked up false beliefs and lies and shame and false identity and and doubts and they have stories in their body remembers being screamed at and yelled at and embarrassed and I mean we wear look how complicated we've become look mm. how burdened and heavy look how scarred and marred we all are right you you can see some people they carry it oh, some yeah. people are so angry they're ready to jump out of the, they're so angry about their lives right some people are so worried they just carry it. If they're just so worried about tomorrow, tomorrow. They're so they have so much energy. They're so down. They're so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute. What was our design, right? What were we supposed to be? So where's the Bible start? You know, back in the garden, right? We're looking at Genesis, and and they're in the garden and they're playing and they're laughing and they're running around. 
there's only one one rule, you know, don't, mm-hmm. you know, but everything is yes, yes, yes. You want to go over there? Yes. You want to do that? Yes. You want to, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how innocent Adam, and he's alone, and he's not reaching his full potential. So God says, you know what? I'm going to give you a, a playmate here, a partner, a buddy to, to, to double your fun on this planet. Mm-hmm. What are you yeah. thinking? Well, it makes me think of, you know, we when we first started this ministry and and you and I would go and do these talks and things like that and and you would you would talk about this design, right? And you said, mm. "Hey, we were meant to run around naked in a garden." Ooh. You know? And that, one of the memories that always pops mm. up into my head in that regard is when my kids were little, especially my middle son, you know, when he was 3, 4, 5 years old or whatever, his favorite time of the day was right before bath time. Because he would strip naked, and he'd run around the house <laughs> with his arms above his head, just screaming and ah! oh, that's great. And, and I remember, I remember one time distinctly. I'm sitting in the living room, and this little naked boy is literally running all over the house, and it hit me. I'm like, "That's the design." Wow. Because there was innocence, there was yeah. just pure joy. It was just, it was just like his body, and he just, was free. There was, there was no, no shame. Judgment. There was no sin. There yeah. was. No, I mean, it was just like. I think that's what God intended right there, yeah. you know. And you can see him. He's wearing it on the outside. He's feeling it on the inside. His face is showing. His whole body is light. Now, we're we're obviously talking to an audience of full-grown adult people. Right. So um, reclaiming your innocence does not mean going running naked <laughs> up and down your street. <laughs> the parks uh, are going to be full of naked right. people. Jonathan said... <laughs> To be free, to yeah. cure my sexual addiction, strip all my clothes, and run through your house. Let's use oh, it no, as a wait. metaphor, okay? Oh, okay, uh, okay? But I do think part of reclaiming innocence is letting those truths of our design yes. to come back into our minds and our hearts. Yes. And, and letting that begin to show us where is the shame? Where are the points of false identity and our th- where our thinking is skewed and distorted? Amen. And begin to ask God and some other trusted people to come alongside and helping you reclaim that innocence so that there can be a type of freedom that comes and you're released from the bondage of those lies and that those scars. Yes. So, and so if you know you're not very hopeful and you're not very fun and you're not very silly and you're not very creative, it's like it's all in you. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that in them. And do you want it back? Do you want to reclaim it? Because the years and, and negative people and pain and abuse and all the other stuff has sort of broken it out of you. But it, but it, it's in us. It's designed. Yeah. We're made in, in God's us. image. That's right. So, yeah. It's designed in our hearts to do that. So one, you got to have a vision. I want to go back to being simple and clean and light and free again. Right? That's the beginning. You have a vision first. And why did he give us a vision? For all eternity, he gave us that template. Right? For everybody to see Adam and Eve. Look at the start. Look how wonderful the start was. All the animals, all the plants. Look at the creation. When you look out your window, you're looking at part of the garden, God's creation for your pleasure. It's still here. It's, I'm looking out a window right now, and I'm looking at a tree. And I don't know where you are. If you could look outside, that's God's creation calling you to comfort and pleasure and rest, to see beauty and joy. He's calling you back every day. So the question is, will you try to reclaim a little bit? Mm-hmm. Will you turn off some TV that's raunchy, disturbing, sort of death culture of killing and violence? Will you, will you push back some of the stuff that clutters in and fills your, right? Remember we said earlier, if you don't like yourself, 
this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But but we got to like set boundaries. We got to protect ourselves. We can't go to certain places that are too stimulating, too risky. And man, you just turn on cable TV. Right. You can exactly. find anything stimulating that wants to push you to the outer limits of yourself. But you got to you got to decide. Do you want to be innocent? Do you want to be free? To be free is to be disciplined and innocent. No discipline, self-control, you can't hold innocence. Mm -hmm. If you're out of control, you lose your innocence. And that's really important to recognize that that this idea of innocence and, and beauty and wholeness and freedom only exists within healthy boundaries. In other mm. words... Um, I, I think of it this way. It's like people sometimes will look at Christianity and, and look at the Bible and they'll be like, it's so restrictive. You know, you got all these, you Christians, you're all about, you know, don't, 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 don't. And the reality is, is I love what you said earlier about design and creation. It was yes, 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 yes. Mm. Guess what? There's still a place for us to get all those yeses within God's boundaries, even in this world. Mm. There is a yes to sexual intimacy within a healthy marriage. There is a yes to freedom of expression and creativity within the boundaries of of, uh, of holiness. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, and I I think we both experienced this in our lives over over time is that, man, you know what? The more we go inside those boundaries, the more yeah. we realize there's infinite joy. There's like an infinite right. rest. Yes. It's not like trying to see how close can I ride the edge between the line of what's good and evil. Right. <laughs> it's like the more I travel inside into the good, it's it just gets, if I can say it this way, gooder and gooder, right? <laughs> well, and the lie is more, right? You, you need a little right. more. You know, you know what he's doing? He's doing more than you're doing. He's getting ahead. You're getting mm-hmm. behind, right? Right, so you get caught up in that whole thing, right? Versus I'm going to hold my rest. I can live simple. I can live clean. And there's tremendous value in it. Yeah. Now, in a, in a world that competes, I don't know if you're going to look like the people that are pushing and grinding it out and grabbing and holding and And, and yet I green. would say this. You, you will likely become an oasis of mm. peace for those around you because they'll be like, what is different about, why are you not stressing like I'm stressing? Yeah. Why are you able to be so stable and secure when mm. I'm spinning out of control, you know? You can, you, we're told, to, we're aliens and strangers here. We're told to look different. And I guarantee you, if you reclaim innocence, mm. you're going to look different than the world. Oh my goodness. <laughs> One of the guys was telling me, come on, let's go to this club and that club. And they got the girls dressed this way and dressed that way. Come on, let's go. I don't go to those clubs. He says, I don't go. I can't go. Well, what's wrong? Why can't you, your wife got you on a leash or something? No, I can't go. It's not good for me. Mm. That's it good, was like, yeah. that guy was practicing discipline. He's holding his innocence, right? He wants to be free. Absolutely. You think the other guy's free? Mm. The guy's building bondage. Yeah. So, so number two. Number one, you have to reclaim innocence if you want to work on growth. Number two, you have to manage your internal dialogue. Oh, man, these things. I have these voices in my head of shame we talked about. There's really three. that If we could focus on those three we could get 80% of our heads cleared out. Of internal dialogue. Three, three, three there's only three pieces of three internal pieces. dialogue. Okay. And you get 80% Okay, listen clearing. up, folks. Listen up. We're about to get the three. <laughs> well, but you, you've already, we've been talking about the shame lies. Yeah. And remember, shame is you. If you say anything you, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're ugly, you're lazy, you're not like as you. That's shame. False identity. I, 
I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm not like other people. I'm, you know, retarded. I'm, 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 I'm a negative. I'm a, you mm-hmm. know, piece of, I, I, I. That's false identity, right? And then number three is fear of rejection. Mm. If I mess up, oh, they're going to tell me I'm bad and I'm going to be embarrassed. They're going to laugh at me. What if, what if I mess up if I fail and I'm rejected and they don't like me and then, then I'll be that kid that was always unliked. I, I have to be liked. Mm-hmm. Those three things roll around your head all day long unless you put them in their places. So now what I, what I like about how you've worded this second thing for growth is you say manage That's right. your internal dialogue. And I like that because I think it, if you want to really bring out the shame monster, then you would have said something like control oh, your internal yes. dialogue. And it's That's like that, that would, all of us would drown in our shame, right? Because right. it's like you know what? My internal dialogue is pretty chaotic at times. You know, it's pretty random too. Sometimes I feel like I'm managing it well. And then next thing you know, it's like I'm a floating. wave of yeah. Yeah, stuff yeah, comes absolutely. over me. It's like, where'd that come from? And I got you know? triggered on my stuff, right? Yeah. Because, because people will step on. And I think that what you just said is the fear of failure yeah, theme. Yeah. Because like, didn't you do this? I thought you were going to do it. They got the tone. They got the face. They're coming at you. How many times have I got to tell you? Right. So I'll give you I'll give you a a very recent example. Um, So this week, this is the first time this has happened in the last 20 years of me being married is uh, I had a I had a lunch date set up with my wife. Mm -hmm. Guess who got tunnel vision at work? And completely oh. forgot. I can't even believe I'm telling on myself on That's this. Too honest. Well, here's the thing. So, man, my wife is so gracious. She's, you know, at first she was. My phone was buried on my desk. It was oh. on silent mode. I'm totally getting ready for a conference, and I'm about to go speak at, and I'm so I'm getting all these th- things ready. And so my phone's going off without me even knowing it. Mm. And um, and at first, when I finally got to these texts, you know, at first it was like, ha, ah, I beat you to the restaurant because that never happens. You know, I'm always first. <laughs> and then it was, and then it turned to like, oh my gosh, are you dead? Are you okay? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Eventually she called and, and she was super gracious about the whole thing, but this internal dialogue oh. just blew up on me. Oh, you know, the shame yeah. wanted to come in and you're uh, such a stupid failure and I can't believe you. And it was, I mean, she'd already totally released me and forgiven. And uh, there was total grace on her part. But I had I had this opportunity, if you want to put it that way, to yeah. manage internal dialogue. Right, because you get flooded. The oh, whole yeah. system of failure. Oh my goodness, right? And all of a sudden we want to scramble and we want to fix and we can't and it's out of control. And, and then it, right? Yeah. Now, thankfully, you know, hey, 20 years into this journey yeah. of growth stuff there I've seen this, I've played these records before. Right. Mm. So it wasn't like, I don't know what to do now, but yeah. I'm just telling you it. Yes. I, I think it's important for listeners to realize this is not about perfection, right? No, that's right. The, the internal dialogue is something we're going to have to manage our whole lives. Yes. And I think it can get better. It was like, okay, I'm, yeah, talk, it's I'm, shorter, talking, right? I'm talking five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd work through right. this and, and things were okay. But, it's still there, right? That's right. And why is it still there? Because the body was in places where it was shamed yeah. and talked down to and embarrassed and threatened to be rejected. The cells in this body, the muscles in this body, they know, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, the way to make it all go away is just get rid of your body and all those memories <laughs> will go away. But if the body went to the stories, the body remembers, the yeah. brain remembers. And that fear response comes up, right, to protect us. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you might be rejected right now. Okay, you failed. Okay, bring it down. 
self-soothe, right? So, so the shame lies, right? And, and the dilemma is our brain just keeps repeating them, repeating them until we, we, we confront them. We go, come on, shame, knock it off. Settle down. I don't need the dialogue right now. No, I don't want the dialogue right now. This, I'm going I'm to propose something to you, and I want you to tell me what you think. And, and it may be obvious, and you may know this, but, but I'm coming to this more and more. I'm a spirit in a body, and I run a brain. Mm. I am not my brain. About six weeks ago, my aunt died. That lady, was, she, she was about 90, and she remembered every family member, every kid, every place you lived, every animal, pet you had. I mean, she had this amazing mind. Nobody in the family remembered <laughs> what this lady remembered, you know? And I'm looking at her body, and I'm going, she's dead. Her spirit's not there, but her brain, her biology is there, but her spirit's not there. Oh, my goodness. We think we're our brain. Mm. And we think, oh, there's terrible stuff in my brain. It's like, no, I'm a spirit. And mm -hmm. I run a brain. And I tell my brain, okay, brain, enough with the shame. I want to rest today. Okay, I get it. This is scary. But I'm not going to beat myself up, brain. Yeah. Right? What if we thought that way? Oh, we, yeah. We're in charge of our brain. We run our brain. It's not in charge of us. It, I think what that does immediately is it recognizes we have a different um, power source to tap into because if we are a spirit that runs a brain and we know that our our spirit is, uh, we're created in God's image and yes. therefore we have, especially for those of us who are Christians and have been reconciled to God and his spirit has actually now been woven into our That's spirit. That's right. That's the other part of the discussion. Like, okay, is, there's a power source there that can override biology. Like that, right. I don't have to be And we can direct to, biology, right? We right. have biology. We're limited by this body. Absolutely, by the, I can yeah. only lift what these muscles can lift. I'm only as tall as this. I, my brain only does certain things. But my spirit now is in Christ, and Christ is in the Father. And the Father said, I'm putting the Holy Spirit in there, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's the source now, right? But we are a spirit with the Holy Spirit right here helping us, and we run a mind. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's that gets back to that idea of managing internal yes. dialogue, yes. right? Yes, that's right. You want to be and more restful, manage the dialogue. Submit it to Christ, talk to it. I say, that's fine, okay. What do you want to tell me? Okay, you said it, now be quiet, sit down, I got it. Shame, okay, sit. You can do whatever. And if 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 you want to go to a place actually in Scripture that helps us understand what like healthy self-talk looks like, read through the Psalms. Mm. Because many times the psalmist in the presence of God will be talking to his own soul. Mm. Oh, my soul, why are you downcast within me? Oh, soul, remember the goodness of God. He's not talking to God. He's actually talking to himself in the presence of God. That's good. And so I think that's this idea of also managing internal dialogue is what kind of self-talk do you have going on that's reminding you of the truths of God, reminding you in the presence of God of who mm -hmm. you are? And people say it's the Spirit. It's the evil spirit in you. I go, okay, That I don't think the spirit lives in us, evil lives in us when we invite Christ in, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, but evil lurks about, we know. Uh, and just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Don't think about it. Well, those two things don't work. Right. If it's a spirit, rebuke it. And don't think about it. It's in my story. It's part mm -hmm. of me. I can never not. I have to walk through it right. to be free, not avoid it. Exactly. Okay, so you got to reclaim your innocence, number one. you got to manage your internal dialogues, number two. Number three, you have to emotionally connect with others. 
mm-hmm. right? You want to work on growth, have deeper dialogues, right? And Whether this is a- spiritual, emotional, yeah. deepen your connection, right? Practice the oneness. And this is so important, especially for our male listeners, right? Because um, we may know how to connect with others on all all kinds of other levels, right? We can connect intellectually. We can right. connect uh, physically in sports. We can connect even socially, right? In the sense of just, hey, I'm going to go play golf, right? With my buddies. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say here is we've got to get down into that spirit part of our being, right? Yes. The story, like you said, like who knows your story? That's right. You know, listener, who knows your story? Like mm-hmm. men, especially out there, what other man knows your story? That's good. Like not just not just where you went to high school and what you like on your burger, right. but like who really knows your story of this internal dialogue and you know the where you've been broken and your innocence has been taken and you've got scars mm. and wounds in your soul. And it's hard to find places because even in yeah. churches, men are afraid. Men are afraid. Yeah, there's been that's you part know. of some people's wounds. Yeah, it's true. Right? It's Is true. that they tried to open up. So you find it. groups of men or you gather men together, right? You mm-hmm. form, you find someone that you say, we're going to grow together. And I like the fact that you you helped us realize what this looks like. Because when you, when you, especially when a man hears this idea of emotionally connect with others, you know, he's going to blank out. But you specifically said, you've got to talk. Right. you got to talk to somebody. Because, you know, for us, a lot of times as men, when we talk about emotions, emotions mm-hmm. we just go all kind of nebulous and numb oh and right it's like is, is that some kind of chant or something? <laughs> what, how do i and it's overwhelming you know i went to this conference and they they were trying to define emotion and it's like 120 words yeah like, what can you just tell me what 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 no it's it's in the body it's biology and it's words and it's language and experiences emotion i gotta learn all this stuff it's overwhelming to yeah, some people. Exactly. And if you haven't been trained in it, now you suddenly got to go get schooled in it. And I would say this, especially for the men out there that are listening, this is helpful for, for women too, um, if they want to learn about what we've done for men. We did a seven-part webinar series on emotional training for men. That's right. And you can get it through the website at puresexradio.com and then just click on the webinars link. But that might be a place for you to go to just dive a little deeper into, okay, what does emotional growth specifically look like for men? We've broken it down to some basic ones that are really important. So number four on the list, and the last one is make God your BFF, your best friend forever. Make God a relationship with God, being in the presence of God, mm-hmm. right? Just having a dialogue. A friend and I were talking about meditative, con- con- contemplative. contemplative. Thank you. Up. I'm not rolling that out very easily. Prayer, and so sit for 20 minutes, and it's just like it's hard to sit for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I can talk to him all day long, two minutes here and five minutes there. And when it's quiet, when I'm in the car, I turn the radio off and I say, well, thank you for so many things you've done. And I'm right. That sort of mm-hmm. works for me. He's sitting in there. He and I are on a journey all day long. He and I are going to take a ride together. When I think of it this way, you know, sometimes we have tried to create, we've tried to so create templates mm-hmm. for a dynamic relationship with God, and then we just kind of cookie cutter people into mm. those temples. And I love what you're saying because think about it just for a second. Are all of your friendships identical? No. No. Right. You you have different dynamics. You have a different friendship with your wife than you do with some other people. And you've got a, even the other people in your life that you have friendships with. It's like there's different contexts, there's different connections, there's mm. different points of similarity and differences. Why do we think that 
we can look at every single person around us and go, oh, we absolutely know that everybody has, you, you know, distinctions to their friendships. But then we're going to say everybody needs to relate to God in exactly the same way. Mm. You got to have your 20 minute quiet time and then you got to read the word. And then you got, it's like, okay, there are elements that must be similar right. in our relationship with God. Prayer is necessary. The God's word is necessary. Fellowship with other believers is necessary. Right. But we need to be careful of creating a template, a cookie cutter thing that says, and it must look this way in right. everybody's life. So I love the fact that you've said, make God your best friend forever. You're going to have a dynamic, intimate, personal relationship mm -hmm. with God. It's not going to violate his word or violate these principles, but man, go on a journey of seeking out, what does that look like? What, what is my connection with God going to look like? Yeah, and, what do you have for me today? And what yeah. did you show me? And how did you bless me? I mean, even I'll say thank you for that parking spot mm -hmm. or thank you for that beautiful tree. You know, that's yeah. a gorgeous flower right there. I'll stop a minute. I'm, I'm, the, the marching band is behind my office. And so when I'm getting off in the evening, the marching band is, is practicing. And I just stop and I listen to this marching band and the the band director's drilling them over and over. Okay, step this way, step that way. Okay, do pattern 12 now, pattern 14 now. Okay, ready That's on the... And, and it's just like, I am experiencing the joy of the Lord in this music. Mm, that's great. It's just an, like an orchestra outside of music. It's like, and I'm holding my innocence and my wonder and my curiosity. I'm thinking, a marching band is for me. And for a minute or two, mm. he and I are listening to music. That's Awesome. Well, listeners, we're out of time, but just uh, remember these four points for, for, for growing. One is to reclaim your innocence. Two, manage your internal dialogue. Three, emotionally connect with others. And finally, four, make God your BFF. Um, we'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to be able to come alongside you and help you as best we can. So reach out to us at puresexradio.com or uh, on our social media at puresexradio. And we'll look forward to seeing you back here again next time. Take care. Thank you. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.